ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. In New Zealand, the ACT Party, part of the ruling three-way coalition government, has launched a publicity campaign to support their plans to review the Treaty of Waitangi. The treaty, which dates back to 1840, is widely regarded as New Zealand's founding document. Opponents to the plan fear the changes will have a negative impact on Maori. Debbie Narawa Packer is a New Zealand MP and the co-leader of the New Zealand Maori Party and she joins us now. Thank you so much for your time, Debbie. Morning. Thank you for having me. Yesterday I spoke to your Deputy Prime Minister Winston Peters about why the Coalition was considering changing the way that the treaty is interpreted. Here's some of what he had to say. This is a marvellous, uh, this is an amazing development. It's not a designed around Maori adv- uh, advancement. It's not a designed around Māori equality. It's uh, designed around a certain Māori elite who want to have two governments in this country, two systems. Uh, That was uh, the Deputy Prime Minister yesterday. He also talked about a Māori elite who want to have two systems. Talk to me about that criticism you're receiving about about the way that the treaty has been interpreted. Yeah, sure. I I think um, just to start, if I can just spend a few seconds to give context, uh, within uh, New Zealand Aotearoa is a a major generational debate. If we can appreciate that 70% of Māori are under the age of 40, 25% of uh, Māori are under the age of 21, a lot of that generation have been raised in education which are really fluent with uh, Te Tiriti, are really fluent with our relationships as Māori and non-Māori living together, and most importantly, are really strong in their rule, really strong in their language and their culture. And then we've got another age group, which Winston is, is um, very part of, um, which is labelling those who are confident in their own Indigenous space as being elite. So I actually think what he's really saying is that there's a young generation that he can't relate to who are very confident um, in not only who they are culturally but in a social justice sense. So I, I think the arguments going on, and if you have a look at those fronting, the political debate is more about the fact that there is a generation of change in Aotearoa and they're, they're pushing back about what that means and what it threatens to the status quo from parties who are often led by shareholders. And his only intent is to keep the status quo for those shareholders. So let's accept that there is a generational issue going on here. There's an issue of language and style, all sorts of things. But but for our Mm. audience, what are the what Mm. are the tangible Mm. things? What is this really about? It seems to me uh, we still haven't really heard what the tangible elements of this debate are about. What is it about the Treaty of Waitangi and the way that you believe it should be used that, that that the new coalition opposes? Yeah, I, I think um, what we have are, are people who aren't experts in the Tiriti um, who want to see it change to, as I said, benefit um, their particular um, genre or, or interests as, as shareholders. And what we see is um, those who aren't part of it, they neither have a mandate. So we've got a government that 83% of Māori didn't vote for. That's a large proportion. They don't have a mandate to speak for Māori. They don't have a mandate to speak for the other partner of the treaty. They don't have a mandate um, to speak for the Crown. So uh, you know, effectively what we see is, uh, again, 
the tangible things, I think, what fear for us as Māori is that they're looking to relegate um, or perhaps even displace the role of Māori in Aotearoa and the role that they have as and we have as Indigenous peoples' rights and interests. Nowhere have Māori ever been exclusive. But there is this fear-mongering and you're hearing it with an Act, you know, act and um, the way that Hobson's Pledge, which is a lobbying group, is sort of standing up and creating fear and creating um, mischief that goes about suggesting that there's some sort of radical takeover. And it's actually not. I think what there is is just some growing pains. Um, we were the last of the nations to be colonised, the last of the nations to have healthy conversations on our own Indigenous space. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, there's a lot of tension, but there's also a lot of pushback. Um, and like I said, 83% of Māori didn't support this government. So there's a large degree of comfort on um, how they're uh, challenging, I guess, the state of where Māori see ourselves as Indigenous peoples. Yeah, and, and a huge tension uh, between between the, the the new government, obviously, and some parts of the Maori community. How do you try? How are you going to try and resolve it? <laughs> I, I think the really interesting part of this is that the coalition. It is a lot of analogy of the tail wagging the dog, because the main partner, the you know national are uh, being really clear that they don't support what the smaller coalition partner who got less than 10%, um, and, and sorry, who are the ACT. So they're not supporting not only the um, proposition of what they are looking to do with Tiriti, and they've agreed just for the sake of this um, coalition to let it get to um, the, the bill that's been proposed by ACT to get to the select committee only. So there's a lot of tension and a lot of hoo-ha and a lot of um, I guess, sadly, um, distraction for what we should be really focusing on as a country, which is heightened poverty, heightened um, homelessness, and and bad health issues, education. And sadly, what we've got is, um, for the sake of this coalition, the main government, or the main party has agreed to it, but they've actually confirmed they won't be supporting it past that point. And I think the real offence is that National thought that um, Māori issues and rights and interests were up for horse trading, and I think that's what's really created a lot of mistrust. But to be really honest, there'll just there'll be a holding of the line for Māori, tens of thousands of mobilising, and they're showing the power and the scale of their strength. Hopefully, um, the you know the main party or national will hold their line, um, but it, it is a real it is a real tension, and it's, and it's had such a lot of international. Um, coverage because it's not what people expect to come out of Aotearoa New Zealand. Yeah. We've been known for being very advanced in our way of thinking and our environment, women's votes, you know, um, nuclear moments and anti-apartheid. So this isn't um, it isn't a great time in our history, but I, I do believe that um, Māori and non-Māori, there's a lot of non-Māori support, um, will hold the line and... and mm. um, yeah, it's a, it's a, certainly yes. You're right. It's getting a lot of attention across the world, and we've been watching too. Debbie, thank you for joining us. No worries, anytime. Thank you. Debbie Narewa Packer is a New Zealand MP and the co-leader of the New Zealand Maori Party, and you're listening to ABCR in Breakfast. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music, and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.